there, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. Life is an incredible gift, and it's over before we know it. How do we live it fully, live it intentionally, live it well? Each week, we'll lean in and learn together from inspiring leaders, mentors, and friends who have embraced this mindset and are living it well. Leaders like John Eldridge. You've got to know your story. What was it I once dreamed of? Suzanne Stabile. Once we can accept our difference, we can find what we hold in common. And Aaron Nequist. We want to be a community that doesn't just believe things about Jesus, but learns how to rearrange our lives to put his words into practice for the sake of the world. Thanks again for joining us. Let's get started. Well, hey guys, welcome to another episode. We're so excited that you're here, and it's actually the last episode of the year. Wow! I know, crazy. crazy. That is a wrap on 2018. 2018, what a year. It's been a pretty awesome year. It's been quite a year. Yeah. yeah. Hope it's been a great year for you as well, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. We want to say thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, we do this week in, week out, and... You know, it's great when we get to hear from you guys. Last week, we talked about the power of habits and how that can impact your life. And it was so great to hear from a handful of you telling you that it has impacted your life. And so that is why we step up behind this microphone every single week is to hopefully inspire and encourage you to live your life well. So to wrap up 2018, we're going to jump into, I think, one of the most powerful pieces of our entire podcast episodes is asking people what advice would they give to the younger you? Mm -hmm. As in, what advice would you tell yourself? You're sitting across (laughs) the table from a young whippersnapper. Yeah. However many years ago. Yeah, it's so powerful because we all wish we could do that. We wish we could go back and sit down across from our younger self and just share a little bit of wisdom. Yeah, and every time these authors, these speakers, these people who have influence share this, it's a nugget for us, for all of us to go, well, what? how could I take that advice and use it for my own life right now? Mm-hmm. And so I know we all have gotten so much out of it. I know for you, babe, it's one of the biggest pieces for you. You look forward to that part of the podcast every single week. Absolutely. There's so many guests who shared and literally their advice echoes with me throughout my week. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it all back to back. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, before we jump into their advice and what they tell the younger (laughs) selves, uh, what advice would you give to the younger Jenny? It's a hard question because I still feel like we're pretty young. (laughs) (laughs) Sure we are. We're still learning so much. I don't know. I think for me, I loved so many of the pieces of advice that were shared from our guests I loved what Tate Cunningham said about listening to your gut. That is one that I've just thought about so much. Listen to your gut. And the times that I haven't listened to my gut, I always regret it. There's always that feeling, you know, when we're making decisions, kind of like what Katie Norris shared as well. Follow the peace. There's always like a peace or a warning, and we are wise to heed the warnings and follow the peace. I thought that was really good. I loved loved, love, love what Jan Foreman said about asking yourself at the end of every day, what was the best part of my day? And it was never folding the laundry, getting the bills paid. Um, because That's never uh, my favorite part of the day, paying <laughs> the bills never. ever. 
<laughs> you know, and the whole point is, you know, it's kind of the point of this whole podcast that life is a gift. Yeah. Life is a gift. And we have to remind ourselves of that yeah. because life is so task oriented and mm-hmm. whatever's going on in your life, I know there's tasks that you have to get done with five kids. It's easy to get lost in the making of the lunches and the getting to school on time and finding the socks and shoes. Oh man, we found it. you got to celebrate that, right? <laughs> I found two matching shoes. Right? That's a win getting dinner on the table, all the things that we have to get done. Um, but the point is, I love, I think it's, I don't know who said it, but life is what happens on the way to your dreams. All the little moments. And if we can find them, if we can have eyes to see the little blessings along the way and soak them up, it brings so much joy to our life. Um, so I think that's just what I would say to myself, that life is a gift. Remember that. Don't get so lost in the details. Don't get stressed out and worried about getting everything right, getting everything perfect. Just relax, trust that God has you in the palm of his hand, and enjoy this beautiful gift that he's given you called life. Well, it's deep. Well, you know. And eat queso. <laughs> eat lots of queso. Just have some queso, man. Uh, but run it off. <laughs> but, but run. All right, Gravy, okay. your turn. Okay, what advice would I sit across from the young devilishly handsome Chris so handsome. <laughs> I would look him dead in the eyes and I would say, bro, this thing is not about you. I would say, bud, you have no idea how good it feels to think about other people and to serve other people and be completely obsessed with helping other people's mission in life and their purpose become a reality. And so if you can turn your eyes from yourself and what you want for you, Um, you're going to see a life that's full and you're going to live to the fullest and you're going to celebrate when the people that you've walked with hand in hand, your wife, your children, your friends, the random person you sit next to on a plane that you get to encourage for one hour, um, when you get to see their lives transformed, even for a second or for generations, um, that will be the greatest gift of all. So don't focus on yourself, focus on others, be a servant and your life will fully, fully be alive. Guys, it's a great episode, and the question that you're going to hear everyone answer is, what advice would you give to the younger you? Here we go. Oh, man. Probably be a lot kinder to yourself. Hmm. I think I was way too hard on myself, which then spilled out on being hard on everyone around me. So I, was like, I mean, 22-year-old Aaron was a real joy to be around. <laughs> I, oh, man, I was so earnest. And there was something good about that. But I was so like, I'm going to get this right. And I'm going to not, you know, like just gritted teeth. and Passion. Yeah. And again, the passion was good. Yeah. And I, I don't ever right. want to lose that passion. Sure. But it was so white-knuckled. And it was mostly pointed at myself and if I could put my arm around 22 year old Aaron I just say hey he's not that bad of a guy like he's gonna get there he's kind of dumb and he's making a lot of messes but he's gonna be okay you know you know I think what I would say is just keep doing what you're doing Uh, yeah I'm so thankful so thankful I cannot say this enough that I don't have a bunch of things where I'm like oh boy Dude, just get ready for 32. Hold on. It's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of feel, you know, I'm just a big sovereignty guy, guys. So I kind of feel like 
it was supposed to happen like it has. Yeah. And I think it's really shaped me and my wife and our kids. And so, yeah, I think I would just say, like, keep the path. Trust your gut. Listen to the Lord. It works out. That's so good. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Hands down, I would say to listen to your gut. Um, there's been so many times, big decisions, but also little decisions where I really had a sense of what I should do deep inside. And I made a different choice because of how things could be perceived or what maybe what somebody might think. And I would say to definitely listen to your heart, even if it might be a hard decision. I would tell the younger me to just always pursue peace, Mm -hmm. you know, and making such big decisions, always following peace. You know, that is always a guideline for me. I haven't always stayed true to that. And it's hurt because I haven't made a good decision. But if you follow peace in your business decisions and how you handle your relationships, I think, I think you're going to do fairly well and be able to look back and, and know that you stayed on the path. I would say, when you're cut, bleed Bible. Mm. And I would say that the big decisions you've got to make is your master, and that's going to come from the Bible. Mm. Secondly, make sure the person you pick to spend your life with is a person that you can love just being bored with. You love sitting in the same room with them, a person that you respect. Mm. And so... Don't begin a a lifelong relationship on sex because it's like a a fire started with lighter fluid. It's going to flame up and it's going to die out. You you can't keep it going. Start a marriage based upon kindness and character and friendship and let it develop into all the other stuff. And then uh, that's your master, that is your mate, and then your mission. And I would say commit yourself. Make a living wherever you want to make a living. But make a life by your learning and putting the Word of God in young men and young women to the end of your life, and you will die happy. Oh, I want her to know it's going to be okay, sweetheart. You don't have to try so hard. You're you're not a failure, and just get to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Just get to know Him. So that would be awesome. I love that. I think she would love to have heard that. Oh, I'd love, I would love to sit down with him. Because you know what I'd say to him? I would say, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Relax, buddy. It's going to work out. Mm, that's so good. What do you think he'd say? He, he would say something I can't repeat on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So awesome. good. Uh, I would first hug the younger version of myself. <laughs> there you go. That's a good thing. And I would tell her that your difference will one day make the difference. And I would tell her that the things right now that you feel self-doubt and self-conscious and make you feel other and outsider, those are going to be the things that make you stand out and draw people in and show vulnerability. And, you know, I would push away the bullies and I would, I would just lean, hone, hone those differences because I truly believe that in each of us, even now, our differences make the difference. And then what advice would I give the 20-year-old you 
quit worrying about being a success. Quit taking yourself so darn seriously. Uh, learn to laugh a little earlier in your life. I tell younger guys all the time now, I don't think that when I meet uh, Jesus, he's going to say, but I have one bone of contention to pick with you. You just weren't competitive enough. I, I don't think he's going to say it. So, so some of my overly competitiveness, I regret because uh, I think mm. it hurt some people and I'm sure it did hurt some people. And I, I think it uh, detracted from the enrichment of my own soul as I was pursuing these things, wanting so much to be wealthy, wanting so much to be a success, wanting so much for my emptiness and my insecurities to be fed with temporal things like the things we call success. And advice that I would give to a younger me, because I'm a two on the Enneagram, would be that while I'm trying to take care of everybody else, I really would need to be intentional about taking care of me too. The younger me, I would say life is, it's a marathon, it's a journey, it's a process. Be slower to judge people. Be slower to think that you know everything in your 20s, young Kevin. <laughs> um, because good. the older you get, you'll find out the more you don't know and the more humble you need to be and you need to wait and there's always a context to the content you might just be getting content from this person or this situation there is a context behind it you don't take time to learn that you're going to misjudge you're going to treat some people the wrong way that trusting jesus and obeying him always turns out well mm, i think that it's easy to it's easy to understand that when we get a little older and we've, we've lived a lot of life and we're not quite white knuckling everything because Jesus has come through for us so many times. Mm -hmm. But when we're, we're younger, we don't have the years of struggle and being on the journey with him and having him say, okay, lay this down or go this way. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the answers now, but I need you to do it first. You can't develop that sort of trust and that sort of bravery without a lot of fires. But I would encourage myself way back when in the beginning that everything he says is true and it's also good. Don't take yourself so seriously. Take Jesus very seriously. But don't think of yourself so seriously. You know, if you look at every baseball player that's trying to kill it and hit a home run, they often don't. And you need to relax and just meet the ball. And as you grow older, you begin to find the zone where you're relaxed and you're just needing life that God is giving to you day by day. And for me, I think a piece of advice I'd give to my younger you, it's exactly what Mark said. <laughs> Don't take myself so seriously that I would take more time to just enjoy the painting, to enjoy the moment, to enjoy the people. That's one of the main points in our book is that God enjoys us. Yeah. We get to enjoy each other. Life is so task-oriented. We can be so purpose-driven in, in a negative sense. But if we just, um, as you said, relax and look around and realize we're living in a miraculous world and, um, and just soak in, in the little blessings that come along the way, I think it really helps you live a fuller, more purposeful life in the end. To the younger me? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, be intentional. I've learned over the years that that's really important in marriage, in relationships, 
having five kids like you guys have, people ask me what is the key to being having a good marriage, and the words uh, be intentional. I, I would have liked to have known that in my younger years. Be intentional about everything you do, whether it's uh, in your writing or your relationships, uh, your marriage. It's not just going to happen by itself. You have to be intentional. Yeah. If you want to be a good father, a good mother, you have to be intentional. Yeah, these things don't just happen. So uh, that's, I guess, what I'd say if if I was talking to Don Moen at 20 years old. I say, hey, son, be intentional. Be gracious, be empathetic, because you've never been here before. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had been a little more gracious with myself and allowed myself to be in process and just had had that message, you've never been here before, you don't have to be an expert, I think I would have felt a lot better. And even today, I would say that same message. You don't have to be an expert. You've never been here before. You've never had four kids. You've never been 40 years old. You've never lived in Redding, California this long. (laughs) You know, just that ability to give ourselves grace and empathy and to say, I'm still learning. As a young woman to have said, you're going to come a long way. There's a lot of things you're going to learn and you can only learn it by mileage. You can't learn it by head knowledge. You got to just have life. And if I had just allowed myself to know that, and I'll, even at 25, your, you know, your frontal lobe kind of changes and it, you, your brain stops kind of growing and now you kind of have what you have. And my world cleared up about 25. I remember feeling clear. And I think for some of your listeners that are younger, just give yourself time. Give yourself time to be 25 mm-hmm. and let that brain kind of form and function and you'll feel a lot better about your life. Some of you, it's just mileage. One piece of advice I would give the younger version of my wife is um, forgive, forgive me faster and have more grace for me. Actually, I probably should reference something. The first book, there's a book I read called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, and it, it radically changed my life. Major change. Probably the reason I'm here doing and talking even about the other things I'm talking about, because that split some time for me when I realized what my household was going to be. I got a home that's going to be four teenagers at some point, you know, it's going to be stressful at times and joyful at times and hard, but yeah, just some of the impact that she says about the place that you get to play in your kid's life. You're there first. I think I would go back and I would want to tell myself to just wait, to wait in every way that you can wait for anything that God has in timing for you. It's not all, doesn't all need to happen right now. Just wait for the better thing. Um, even when you feel like this thing you're holding on to is the thing. Because that's what I want my children. I want them to know this all the time. Just wait. I'm thinking of something big in mind. Times that I've tried to surprise them that we're going to somewhere great to eat or whatever, and they're whining in the car, and I'm like, y'all are going to ruin the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always thinking about their best in mind. Y'all know this as parents. We're always thinking those thoughts, and sometimes our kids can ruin it. (laughs) And it's like shaking the present before they open it to realize that it's even better. And so I think in in that book, she just speaks a lot about that season of your life when you're unwilling to wait for things and you have no idea how much God's heart is for you. And then realizing like the tone that you set for your family and for your spouse and all that kind of stuff. The younger me, the advice would be, uh, probably you don't have to try so hard. Um, yeah, I've tried really hard, um, to keep Jesus pleased, to be a perfect mom. Um, and I just really, um, there's so much grace and yeah, 
God's grace is so sufficient. I just, I don't know, I could talk about it for hours. There's so much freedom in knowing the grace of God and the way that His power is truly magnified in our weakness. You know what I would tell my younger self, and, and I don't know if this is helpful, because I think oftentimes when people ask that question, they give themselves some wisdom that would help propel them to heights more quickly. But for me, you know, I had a childhood that was that was kind of troubled. And I feel like I've struggled a lot in life. And what I would say is it gets better because this moment is impermanent. It doesn't last forever. But the feelings that you feel will not last forever. If you're listening to this and you've got heartache over a breakup or a divorce, or a wayward son or a daughter, if you're languishing because you lost your job or you're stuck in a job that you think you'll never get out of, or maybe you're single and you're waiting for that person to come into your life that you feel like maybe God's promised you, but you just think maybe they'll never show up, I'd say it gets better. Tomorrow will not be like today. If there's one thing that life teaches every single one of us, It's that tomorrow will not be like today. If you're tired today, you may be refreshed tomorrow. And so instead of believing the lie that this is the new normal, that this is all that there ever will be, I think instead I live in the hope of a God who deals in the business of transformation. I mean, God, the thing that God does best is work miracles. Mm -hmm. And if you look back over your life, if you take time to notice it, you will see that you're really just living from miracle to miracle to miracle. And trust that it may not be this moment. It may not be this hour. It may not be today. But that miracle is coming. That new breath of the Spirit will blow. And I think when you don't have that hope, it's easy to slip into these doldrums of depression and the, the, the rhythms of hopelessness. And so I would say, don't, don't worry, pal. It really does get better. It really does. I'd say advice to the younger me. I think talking about taking risks and not letting fear hold you back. Yeah. And I would definitely encourage my younger self in that. In fact, my younger self as of yesterday, <laughs> like, don't let fear hold you back. <laughs> I was a little younger I yesterday. It. Yes. I mean, honestly, I think that's something that for me, I really have to remind myself, don't let fear hold me back. Yeah. The enemy wants to hold me back and he'll use fear to intimidate me. But God's called me onward and forward and my best is yet to come with him. And it's worth it to take those risks of faith. What advice would you give to the 20-year-old you? Wow. <laughs> I would say surround yourself with right people. 1 Corinthians 15, 34, it says, Bad company corrupts good morals or good character. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 18, 24 says that too many friends can ruin or destroy a person's life. But you surround yourself with right people, passionate people, people who have a focus, and people who are passionately in love with Jesus. I tell students, your best friend ought to be the Word of God, ought to be Jesus. Your next best friend ought to be people who have a passion for Jesus and a passion for the Word. So I would say the biggest thing is surround yourself with right people that are focused on Jesus, focused on His Word, and, uh, you know, follow your heart and just dream some dreams and pray that those dreams come true. I would tell myself to not 
overthink it and just just do it more That's because good. I am such a thinker and mm, not yeah. as much a doer as I wish I was. I just keep thinking about things and you could just save a lot of time by just doing it and learning from your experience. So, Absolutely. Yep. Okay. I'm with you, girl. Yep. Some things you only learn by living. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> All right. Noah, it's your turn. Me. One piece of advice I'd give the younger me. Uh, start earlier for sure. Don't waste time yeah. doing stupid, foolish <laughs> things. <laughs> start earlier. Look for the opportunities and take them as soon as possible. Whew. Uh, <laughs> stop talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just feel like so much of my life has been shaped by my desire to please other people and to to be known and to be loved. And I think in my genuine desire to experience those things and in my genuine desire to honor God with my life, I think it's been easy for me to just use words as a way and a mechanism to create pseudo connections, but then also to keep people uh, from really knowing who I am. So I think just to be quiet and to listen and to learn and to say the things that I, uh, I feel and know rather than trying to skirt issues with uh, an abundance of words. I think it would be, it would just go back to that days where we, a lot of what we talked about, I thought so much I had to do in order to be, and I just, just to be able to live in the freedom and the certainty and the love that has been given to me through Christ. And I don't know, maybe you have to walk a tough road to actually believe it, to live it. I don't know, but, um, I would love to not have had so many of those messages that sunk in have had a hold on me like they did. And there, and I just am so thankful that the Lord freed me of that and has allowed me even with my own children to call them out before they happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, what a privilege because I get to hear it every time I call it out for them and be reminded. All right. And what piece of advice would you give to the younger you? Mm, this is a tough one. I would say because I'm a two and the Enneagram and the, I love to change the world that I would say spend as much time in creativity caring for you and your family as you do for caring for the world. Mm, that's so good. Because I... I'm really good at caring for strangers, like I said when we started, but I'm really terrible about caring for myself and Ron. And my counselor, I would say go to a counselor. My counselor said to me last week, none of the people on Instagram are going to be with you next to your bed when you're dying. And I was like, ow. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I was like, my mom. And she said, no, Ron will. Ron will be yeah, there. Yeah. And so it was just such a, it was a hard thing to take in, but it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And she's like, I bet you're really creative in how you love others. I'm like, yeah, I am. And really, like, extravagant. So if I would just remind myself to love myself that way and love Ron that way, we could go really far. For me, I came out of the womb motivated. And this is for those people that are listening <laughs> uh, who are total leader types. You know, on good days, you think you're almost, uh, you have superpowers because you're such an awesome leader. But those of you that have that natural bent toward leadership, here's my best advice. And I didn't learn it soon enough. That is, you need to check the passengers on the bus often. Mm. You need to know that they're not just on the bus because they love you. They need to be on the bus for their own fulfillment and enrichment and for their own well-being as well. 
And that's a lesson that I learned too late. Because people follow me. I'm, I'm a leader. And Linda follows. But it's not because I'm awesome. It's because she's awesome. And that's that was so good. That's good. That was a hard truth and a good truth to learn. So good. What about you, Linda? I would say to the younger me, don't worry so much. Mm. You know? <laughs> so good. Consider the lilies of the field. They don't work. They don't toil. They don't spin. And yet the yeah. Lord takes care of them. That's and great. I think women worry more probably, but some personality types just worry more. So I would say the Lord is going to take care of you. He's got your whole life planned out. It's all done. Just live it and don't make everything a huge cow. <laughs> That's so <laughs> Which good. Which is not yeah, in the Bible, I mean, really. But, I mean, that's no, exact but it's a, I think it's a great way to close this whole I thing out. It. Yes. Just don't make anything a cow. Don't make anything a cow. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I want a t-shirt. Make. We might make a t-shirt That's for a that. great idea. Oh, do it. Do it. That's oh so gosh. great. Don't make it a cow. <laughs> Just don't make everything Just a cow. deep <laughs> advice to close this entire amazing episode out. Love what it. an awesome episode. Yeah. Oh, I love it, babe. One of my favorites. Absolutely. So powerful. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. That's a wrap on 2018. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's right. We will be back on January 1st, 2019. Guys, we are so excited for all that's going to go down this next year. We're going to be having some fun, and we just want to say thank you for joining this ride with us. It really means so much. Yeah, we have so many awesome things coming for 2019. Great guests, great conversations coming up. We're going to be doing a marriage series. We're going to do a habit series. And we'd love to hear from you guys what you'd like to hear more of. Mm -hmm. You can always find us at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, that is a wrap for 2018. We are praying that you have an amazing Christmas and holiday season with your family, Mm -hmm. that it's relaxing, it's refreshing, and that you are sprinting with a smile on your face in 2019. Yep. Soak up those moments. Slow down. Relax. Mm -hmm. Soak up those blessings with your family. Yeah. And we'll see you in 2019. That's right. And so, guys, let's, let's finish out this year strong. Remember, you only get one life. Live it well. well.